Hey mama, today on the show, I am joined by Michelle McCoy from Treasured Wellness. Michelle helps women just like you to take back control and reclaim their health holistically. We are talking mind, body, soul, spirit. And I know that you're going to love today's conversation with Michelle. Michelle is a wife, a mom. She's a board certified functional health coach, a licensed holistic practitioner, and also a fellow podcast host. So her heart for seeing women be well and thrive is just so contagious. So I know that you are going to love today's episode with Michelle talking all things health and wellness. Let's get into today's episode. Hey mama, do you want to balance maintaining your home, cooking, cleaning, all the things you have to do as a stay-at-home mum whilst being present with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night scattered thinking about all the things you didn't get done and so need to do tomorrow? Is your greatest desire for your littles to know and love Jesus? Hey, I'm Elise. When I became a mum, I felt overwhelmed and wished that I could just stay on top of everything. I wanted to be there for my family and yet all these things still had to get done. I was worried that I would spend this time too busy and miss it until I found the secret, partnering with God, even in our home life. In this podcast, you'll find tactical tips for homemaking, help for your low-tox journey, as well as biblical parenting so that you will find God's joy and experience his peace in motherhood. Welcome to Wholesome Mama. It's time to go grab your cup of tea, reheat it because you know, and let's get into today's episode. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the Wholesome Mama Show. I'm so excited that you are here and we are going to have a, I think, a really good conversation all around holistic health and what that means to us as women. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, Elise. I'm happy to be here. So I think to get started, it'd be great for us to get to know you a little bit more. So can you share with us what brought you... I guess, to your passion, your now passion of holistic health and wanting to coach other women. Is it something that you always wanted to do or was there a moment in your life that that changed that and was the catalyst for you? Absolutely. I've always had a passion for helping, just helping women in general, just, just a heart for women and for kids. But what really brought me to holistic health was about 20 years ago when my daughter was really sick and nobody could figure out what was wrong with her. She was having daily headaches and chronic migraines about about three to four times a week. She would have those migraines, but her headaches were daily. We could never, I remember asking her, you know, multiple times throughout the day, like, do you have it? Is your pain gone? Like she never had no pain. And, and she was five, almost six at the time. We did the typical, all the testing, the CAT scan, the blood work, the MRI, um, allergy testing. We, we ran the gamut and all that they could do was just keep guessing. They just kept basically, in my opinion, throwing spaghetti at the wall and let's see what sticks. So they would prescribe her this medication and then I, we would go back and I would do my research in the meantime, this was before the, the, you know, internet age really took off. And so I was going to bookstores, I was going to the libraries and I was really trying to research what these medications were. And what I would find is like, I don't want her on that because, 
we don't know what the long-term effects are. We don't know. And I would actually go back to the doctor and I would say, you can't tell me what's going to happen, what could happen to her in 30 years. And they couldn't, but they would always say, well, it's just a low dose. And I'm like, but it's not helping her. And that's not the problem. I remember when she was put on an anti-seizure medication and that wasn't the problem. She wasn't having seizures, you know? So it just became a three-year battle that never should have taken three years. It never should have taken three years for us to get to the root cause, to find out what's really wrong with her. And conventional medicine really failed us. So I went outside of conventional medicine. I went to an herbalist in another state and she told me right away by looking at her and then she went and proved it to me that my daughter had a gluten allergy. Something so simple, right? You know, because I had asked over and over all these doctors, is it something I'm feeding her? Is it her food? And I would try, I was taking her and putting her on these elimination diets before I even really understood what they were. And they, every single doctor said, no, food has nothing to do with her headaches. Feed this little girl anything she wants. You know, she's in pain, just give her what she wants. So that really showed me that I had to really be her advocate. I had to be like, I was the only one in her corner really, because conventional medicine just kept guessing. They just kept medicating. They just kept, you know, just guessing and throwing spaghetti at the wall. Like I like to say, so that's what really brought me into that, you know, within a month of detoxing her, getting her off of gluten and, and helping her gut to heal and just helping her to heal overall. She was a different child. So that was proof to me that food is powerful. Food is medicine. And that is what really got me on this path to help other moms with their kids. And then it quickly turned into helping other moms with themselves because their own health was falling by the wayside, right? Because as moms, we just throw everything into our children and we're just doing everything we can to make sure that they have what they need and our own health is slipping away. And that's exactly what happened to me. You know, I woke up a couple of years later and I'm like, oh, I have a gluten intolerance. Yeah, because I passed that on to her. You know, like I was like late to the party, but I was having some of the same symptoms. I was having migraines. And I remember going to her appointments and I was having a migraine cycle and we were there for her migraines. And it was just, it's what we do as moms. So I love holistic health and functional health and um, integrative is another word. Um, I also really like to call it restorative health because we want to restore the body back to balance. We want to restore the body back to the way God designed it to work and to operate. So that is that was a really long answer to your question, but that is what brought me into holistic health. No, oh, I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that so many mums listening are going to be able to relate because you know we can look at our the symptoms of our kids and and we do we we are just we feel like we can trust our doctor and it's so sad that you know and there's absolutely a place for conventional medicine like when my daughter was on um in ICU like we needed that to keep her alive but when it is literally throwing spaghetti at the wall guessing trying to figure it out 
that's when go yeah we need okay what's a different approach where can we where can we go and I'm so thankful that we now now know these things so and I also love that you called it restorative health I love that because that's exactly what it is so can we maybe let's delve into that a bit more first what is holistic health it's like a catch term it sounds really cool but what to you does holistic health mean holistic health really means getting to the root cause and looking at the whole person as a person not just a body part for my daughter they were looking at her head they weren't looking at her gut but the gut is the second brain the gut and the brain are very connected the entire body is connected because our creator knew exactly what he was doing and they all rely on each other, all the body parts and systems. And so holistic health looks at the, the person as not just a symptom, but what can we do to help the whole body to get restored back to balance? If you're having migraines, we're not going to just look at your head. We're going to look at how you're eating, how you're sleeping, what your lifestyle is. Um, is there testing? Yes, we might need to be doing some testing. Absolutely. So we just dig and dig and dig until we find the root cause of the problem. Yeah, I love that. Going past the symptoms, because yes, we want to manage the symptoms. Like we don't want to be in pain with migraines, but we need to know the root cause of why are we having these migraines? Why am, is my child covered in eczema? Why am I not sleeping? Why Am I always bloated? Why are my periods out of whack? What's the root cause? And then we can, we don't have to put band-aid fixes over the top. We can actually deal with the problem. So we're not dealing with the symptoms anymore. Right. And see, we have, especially in the US, we have a disease management system. We no longer have a healthcare system. And that's the great tragedy because it is so um it is so money driven with our pharmaceuticals and the insurance companies. It is so pharmaceutical driven and just insurance driven that the doctors even, they might have good intentions, but the amount of time that they can give care is cut way in half. I mean, eight minutes for a visit, it's not enough time to get to the root of anything. Mm. And I, I just had a client this morning that she was speaking to her doctor and the doctor said, you know, you just need to try harder. And she, she was <laughs> referring to like trying to lose weight and she'd been losing weight, but her doctor said, well, that's great, but you need to try harder. But then never went on to give her the how or the why, or, you know, the what, no, none of those details that so many people are walking away without. Mm, wow. I want us to focus on mum, the health of the mum today, because I know that, as you said, we can, so we can easily focus on the health of our kids, but it's often us who then get depleted and, and then have the effects of that. So one thing that I've seen kind of come up and I'm sure I'd love to know if you're seeing it as a bit of a trend too, is how many women are walking around tired, how fatigued we as women are. And like, I get it. Like I have three young kids. So 
there's a level of like tired that I've been for the last five years that I am praying one day, God, will I like, will I sleep again? (laughs) There's another level of fatigue that I think is occurring. So can you share with us if that's something that you're seeing as well? And why, why is that? Why are so many women walking around tired? Well, there's different types of fatigue. There's different types of tired. There's what you're going through right now. New mom, mom of little is tired, right? You know, somebody is always up in the middle of the night. You know, it just seems like that. There's that. But then there's like adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue. There's when you are in a consistent fatigue pattern that you can't get out. Just one night's good restorative sleep is not enough to kick you out of that fatigue where you're walking around just exhausted. I I talk about it like walking through quicksand. Like you feel like you're just walking through quicksand. You're so exhausted. There's lots of reasons, honestly, why somebody could be feeling that way. It could be hormonal. Your hormones could be out of whack. They could be off a little bit, Um, especially thyroid. If your thyroid is off, you know, you, it will affect you and affect your energy levels. If you are in stress, if you are staying in that fight or flight mode, if you're in that sympathetic response instead of that parasympathetic response, which is more of your body's ability to rest and digest, you are going to be pumping out more cortisol for lack of a better terminology. You're going to be pumping that out. And so that depletes your cortisol. And so your energy's your energy reserves are very, very low and it just keeps getting worse and worse, right? Because generally moms don't stop and give themselves care. We often don't, we, we feel like we can't, or we shouldn't, or self-care is selfish, or we think self-care is going to get a mani-pedi or something, but self-care can be as, as important as going for a walk in your backyard because you can't go down the road because the baby's napping or, you know, whatever the situation is, but you're just walking around in your yard, getting that sun to skin contact, breathing in the fresh air, hearing the sounds, getting off of your devices. You know, all of these things are going to help to restore your body back into balance. But there's also, you know, how often are we eating the way that we should be eating for what we're asking our body to do? We treat our bodies like machines, but we're not fueling it like we should. So there's many, many reasons why women are walking around tired and exhausted. But one thing I can say is that should not be normal. That should not be your new normal. You know, I hear so many times, well, I'm 35 or well, I'm 40 now or you know, I'm, I'm 50 and I guess that's just the way it's going to be. No, it, it does not have to be. That's not your lot in life. God created us to have abundance in mind, body, soul, and spirit, but we have to do the work too. We have to treat our body as a temple of the Holy spirit that it is. I love that so much that like God wants us to do that, but it is up to us to actually put the practices into place. So I'm guessing that someone, you're walking around feeling really tired, really fatigued in that pattern where you even get a good night's sleep and you still wake up feeling groggy and tired already. So then you go and get 
testing done, you get your blood test, you go to your functional doctor or your normal doctor or a naturopath and um, the tests come back and it's all normal. Everything's in range, everything is normal, but you still feel tired. You still feel like crap, really. You're still gaining weight. You're still exhausted. What then? What what do we look at then? What Where do we go from there? Yeah, and unfortunately, that is such a story that I hear over and over and over again. And we have to understand first and foremost that we are our own best advocate for our health. We have to, just like we would fight for our kids, we need to fight for our own health because Mm. mamas are the heartbeat of the home. I absolutely believe that. We are the heartbeat and it is, you know, that beautiful trickle down effect when we feel good, you know, that saying, if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy, but it's so much more than that. You know, if we don't feel well, the whole family feels it, right? The whole family is affected or we do what a lot of us do and we keep pushing, we keep pushing, keep pushing. That is not helping us at all. So if you go to the doctor and you are fortunate enough to get a panel of labs done, because that can be difficult as well, where you have to push and, you know, I've heard, well, your insurance won't pay for that. It's like, I'm okay. I'll pay out of pocket. No, no, no. But they're not, they need to see that there's a reason why I'm ordering this test. Well, the reason why I'm ordering this test is because I'm asking for it and I'm paying for it. Like we have to push back respectfully, but we have to be bold enough to push back because Mm. it's our body, it's our health. And what they like to do is kick the can down the road. They like to wait six months. Let's retest you in six months. You look like you're borderline low in something, but we'll retest it. We'll retest it. Let me give vitamin D as an example. Vitamin D is often not tested, but it should be. It's one of the main tests that should be run because when our vitamin D levels are low, we are lethargic, exhausted, fatigued, not sleeping well. It affects our mood. So it can, we can be irritable. We can be cranky. There's a lot that vitamin D does. And sometimes we just don't get enough from the sunshine. I have seen so many people get their vitamin D tested and they're on the low side of like 30, 30 to hundred is what they consider good. Okay. Like you're within range from 30 to hundred, but really in holistic medicine, in functional medicine, we like to see it around 80 because then you're on the higher side and you're doing better. Your body is absorbing much better. I've had so many people come to me when they were below 30 and their doctor still did not say anything. So it's important to know your body. How do you feel? I don't care if you're at 50, if you still are exhausted, keep asking. Fortunately for vitamin D, we can go get a supplement, right? We can go ahead and take a supplement, supplement with that. But if you're looking at hormonal tests or something, for example, and you're not getting the answers, you can go online and you can order your own test. I'm not sure how it is for you where you are, but I know that we can do that in the US and we do not need a doctor's order. And that is something that I have helped my clients with. Oftentimes you're paying out of pocket, right? Or you're using your flex card or your HSA or something. 
but you get the answers that you're looking for. Then you're armed with information and you can go back to that same doctor if you want, or you can fire your doctor, which I talk about, you know, you can fire your doctor. It's okay. (laughs) Get a second opinion, a third opinion if you need it, but you can take that back and you can say, here are my labs and see what they do with that. And then if you're still not getting support, then definitely seek outside help. Mm, Yeah. So I, that is exactly what I did like three weeks ago. I ordered my own hormonal testing panel online and yes, had to pay completely out of pocket for it, but was just like, I need to get on top of whatever it is. And my, um, I got my results back and they literally all in within the range. There was one that was a little bit low, but even the ranges, as you said, the ranges are so big for a lot of them. Well, where actually in the range am I supposed to be? So I am really intrigued that you said like in functional holistic medicine, we'd like you to be at 80, not 31. If you're at 31, yes, you're in range, but you're actually still very depleted as to where your body could be to thrive because we don't want our bodies. That's a big difference for me. I don't want to just survive. Exactly. I want to thrive. So I, I love that. And um, so I actually have emailed my results to my naturopath who is like, yeah, you're, you're in range, but you're not in range. So we'll. Right. Right. And that's what I like to explain too, when I do a lab analysis, because some people just come to me just to send me their labs. They don't necessarily want one-on-one coaching yet, but they would like my eyes on their labs. So I will analyze them and I will explain to them what the functional ranges are, what the more holistic ranges are versus conventional medicine, just so that they have an idea, you know, because that's, again, that's not explained well. So many doctors, again, we have eight minutes with our doctors generally, you know, and, and it's rare that we get that eye to eye contact. You know, they're usually looking down at their iPad, typing things in and all of that. And I remember when I had to ask my doctor to palpitate my thyroid, like, I'm like, could you, cause it had been years. And I'm like, she hasn't done that in a while. (laughs) Like I go every six months for my thyroid. Like, why aren't you checking this? And I also had to ask for an ultrasound because that had not been done. So don't be afraid to ask for what you need. You know, I'm by no means an expert or in perfect health, right? Because things are always changing. Hormones are a beast for sure. And as we age, it's it's that necessary beast that we all have to go through, but we can go through it with grace. We can go through it with confidence because we know our God created us to mm-hmm. have optimal health. And so as long as we are doing all that we can do, then we know that we can be confident in the care for ourselves for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is there something that you do or that you say to your women who you are coaching to advocate for themselves? I'm just thinking of a, I had a conversation with a friend the other day who has just gone through a surgery for endometriosis and her doctor is adamant for her to go on the pill. And she is, I don't want to do it. Um, And she was saying like, I know, I know I can say no. And I, I will say no, but like, is there something that you, a way that you encourage 
us to be brave when saying no because I had to do that to my obstetrician after I had my last child um you know what what contraception do you want nothing I don't want any of your synthetic contraception thank you very much and that was hard but I think I I kind of just knew like no it's my body that like I will have to live with the side effects but is there something that you um say to the women that you're coaching when it comes to advocating and saying no for their own health yeah I mean it's a, it's a difficult and a touchy subject isn't it mm. it's really scary to walk in that office you're waiting and you know you might have your list of questions or something and you're, you have to wait so long and then they finally come in and they act rushed and and you just feel intimidated and I totally get it because I've been there so many times I, number one I would take emotion out of it I would not be emotional so many times I have heard stories about you know, you're so exhausted. Let's talk about fatigue. You're so exhausted, but you're trying to explain your symptoms to the doctor and you start crying. And what do they do? They write you a prescription for antidepressant because you're crying. And so it's just, it's not fair. It's so wrong on so many levels. If that's not the problem, then again, it's that band-aid approach, right? Like let's just medicate and get her out of my office. And again, this is not everybody it's not across the board with our doctors, but the problem is they're just, there's just such, such a patient load, you know, to doctor ratio. So I, I always recommend don't be emotional, leave the emotion out of it. Be, have everything that you want to know, ask your bullets, have bullet points on your notepad and just be direct, you know, just be direct, be professional in that you would like, if you were hiring somebody, right? Because I think we forget that we hire our doctors. Mm. And that's why I said, you can fire your doctor. If you're not getting what you're looking for, go somewhere else. If you're not getting what you need, go somewhere else and let that knowledge embolden you and just help you to be brave. The other thing that can help you with that too, is really digging into God's word and understanding what your worth is. You are worth living an optimal life. You are so worth this and you are worth so much more than the treatment you may be getting from your doctor or your practitioner. So demand respect in turn, just like we respect them, demand respect in a gentle way that they listen to you. I mean, I've, I myself have had a doctor stand up and walk partly out of the room and I'm like, oh, oh, I'm not done yet. I have one more question. And it was literally like two or three questions. It wasn't like a laundry list of questions that I had. And he'd been in there for 30 minutes. You know, it was just like, oh, wait, I'm not, I'm not finished. Or, or you know, they'll slip out the door and they'll be, I'll be right back with, but they don't, they send their nurse back. So you have to be savvy to that. If the doctor leaves the room after a few minutes, chances are they're not coming back. <laughs> so you've got to make sure you get your questions answered while you've got that face-to-face -face time. Mm, yeah, I think that's so important. I love the thought of taking the emotion out of it because it's a like professional discussion and your health is so, so worth it. So worth you protecting and advocating for. So it before, is. It yeah. is, yeah. Before we finish up, could you just share some, we've talked about fatigue, but I'd love it if you could share some of the really practical 
things that women can do to feel better and regain energy again in a natural way. So we've talked about the sun, um, which is a huge one, getting fresh air, sunlight on our skin. But what are some other things that that we can do, um, particularly in the mornings, if we're still waking up with that groggy feeling to regain that energy? Yeah, well, number one, stay hydrated. Absolutely stay hydrated. Coffee's not hydration. Coffee takes away hydration. It is dehydrating. Coffee is not necessarily the enemy unless you have adrenal fatigue and then we have to talk. <laughs> we have to uh, make some little adjustments there. Ask me how I know that. Um, <laughs> but we basically need to stay hydrated. And so you want to reach for water first thing in the morning. And a little squeeze of fresh lemon helps to give you that little bit of vitamin C, helps to give you a little smidge of electrolytes and just really help you to feel uh, more awake, more alert, but always water before coffee and making sure you're drinking throughout the day. So herbal teas, that's fine. That counts as long as they're naturally caffeine free, that can count towards your hydration. But if you're just like, I would tell somebody, if you drink a glass of wine, make sure you drink a glass of water in between, right? You want to kind of do that with coffee because again, it's dehydrating. So water, coffee, water would be a good rule of thumb. Um, and we want to eat smarter. We want to really, again, treat our body as a temple of the Holy Spirit that it is. And so one thing I see a lot is women aren't eating breakfast. They're skipping breakfast. They're getting their kids off to school. They're darting out the door. They're going to work. They're not eating. And then they're sub uh, sustaining on coffee until they, you know, hit bottom. And then they go to the break room or they'll go out and grab something to eat for lunch or something. But we need a plan just like you plan for your kids lunches you're packing your lunches pack your own if you work outside of the home pack your own lunch every single day and you want to reach for protein at every single meal especially if we are dealing with some hormonal issues as we get older it is so vital that we are getting enough protein a lot of women I work with are over 40 and they just simply don't eat enough protein. They are more carb heavy, even when they're trying to be conscious of not eating too many carbs, they're still greatly lacking in the protein. Protein's gonna give you energy. So breakfast protein, lunch protein, dinner protein. And just another um, slip in here as we are talking about hormones, you wanna make sure you eat protein before coffee if you are struggling with hormones because the effect on your cortisol from having that coffee on an empty stomach it's not fun it's just not and it just kind of wreaks havoc on your your body so yeah you want to do your best to try to eat a little something hard-boiled egg at the very least put a collagen powder or something in your coffee just give yourself a little bit and then sleep restorative sleep is so important and that is kind of like a no-brainer we think but at the same time how often are we burning the candle at both ends so you need to schedule time <laughs> to create a calming bedtime for yourself you need to schedule that time so that you can go to bed an hour before you want to sleep you go in your room you shut the door you have your nighttime routine and you're in the bed and you're off of your devices, you're not checking emails, you're not scrolling social media, that keeps your brain alert. You may fall asleep just fine with the TV on, 
but you're probably going to wake up in the middle of the night because your brain is like, oh, okay, time to get up. And you're getting a burst of cortisol. So yeah, I would say stay hydrated, eat smarter, get restorative sleep. And then fun, healthy movement is really important too, because don't feel like you have to go to the gym and be on that treadmill, you know, like that hamster on the wheel, you know, do what is fun, play with your kids. That's fun. Go outside and kick the soccer ball around, you know, go find a new park that you just discovered. You drove by, like stop and go check it out and walk, do things that are fun because that helps us mentally and emotionally as well. And then really the last thing that I would suggest really should be first. And that's um, imp implement daily soul care. And that is just that time with God. Every single morning, you want to start your day with God because he is going to really help shape your day by putting him first. Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. So go to God with all of your health concerns. He cares Go to God for all of your parenting concerns. He cares. All of the little small details of your life that you think are too small for our, our creator to care about. It's not true. He does care. He cares about every detail. And I just, I think that again, remembering that our body is a temple is so important because we want to be sure that we are honoring our master creator who designed us by honoring his Holy Spirit's temple. Wow. I love that. Love, 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 love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing that, but also coming on in. I know we've kind of touched on so many things, but I think that um, I was blessed by this conversation. So I know that so many other women are. So before we sign off, can you just share with everyone where they can find you? I know you have a podcast um, and where they can get in touch to learn more. Yeah. So the easiest way is treasuredwellness.com. You can check out the podcast there, but you also can find the treasured wellness podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And um, I would like to offer your listeners a free resource. It's my foggy and fatigued resource. It's a blueprint that will give you three days of intentional action steps towards working towards feeling better in a natural way. There are some really good recipes on there too. So um, I definitely wanted to share that. And also the Treasured Wellness Show is on Soul Win TV, which is an inspirational for women by women Christian network, which is so great. So you've got some podcast sermons, interviews, uplifting talk, which is so great. So you can check that out as well. Awesome. Got to keep supporting the body of Christ, right? Um, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And all the links for that, um, including that freebie will be in the show notes as well. And I love, I'm all for like recipes because I struggle with inspiration for food. I'm like, I know what I need to eat, but how do I make this taste good? So I love that. So thank you so much again. I loved having you on and chatting with you today. I had so much fun. Thank you so much, Elise. Well, that wraps up another episode and I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation and really got something out of it for you to take into your motherhood this week. If you did get something out of today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review so I know that you're loving the show. You can also come and chat on Instagram. The handle is at Wholesome Mama. 
And don't forget, we have a Facebook community too with mums just like you who are in the trenches of mothering littles. So come and join us over there as well. The link for everything is always in the show notes. Have a beautiful week, mum. Be blessed and I will be with you next week.